Good evening. Today is July 29th and welcome to another episode of It Only Takes a Spark. I actually re- recorded two episodes this week and even one last week. Two of two of them I re- forgot to record and the one this week it just cut me off and I was lost my trend of thought. So here we go. Today's reading comes from the book of Jeremiah 26 verses 1 to 9. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Joshiah and king of Judah, this message came to the Lord. Thus says the Lord, standing in the court of the house of the Lord and speak to the people of all the cities of Judah who come to worship in the house of the Lord. Whatever I command you, tell them and omit nothing. Perhaps they will listen and turn back each from his evil ways, so that I may repent of the evil I have planned to inflict upon them for their evil evil deeds. Say to them, Thus says the Lord, If you disobey me, not living according to the law I place before you, and not listening to the words of my servants and the prophets whom I send you constantly, though you do not obey them, I will treat you like the house of Shiloh and make this city make this city to which all nations on earth shall refer when cursing another. Now the priests and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speak those words. These words in the house of the Lord when Jeremiah finished speaking all of the Lord all that the Lord bade him to speak all the people, the priests and the prophets, laid hold of him, crying, You must be put to death. Why do you prophesy in the Lord's name? This house shall be like the house, like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate and deserted. And all the people gathered about Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. What I found interesting about this particular reading was, you know, we always, I think for me, I always have this image, yes, of a loving God, a paternal God, you know, the one who created the universe, you know, he made, you know, like that song, all things bright and beautiful, all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, you know, he created all those beautiful things, I think of God more like the creator of everything that's out there, and I think of him like a almost like a celestial universe just father that's or or created just floating up there sometimes and also sometimes he's in my heart close to me a friend and yes I hear about I hear about you know what's going to happen in the end of time and I know about turning from evil thoughts and evil ways but I I tend not to spend too much time thinking about you know, I think of heaven and with the greatness that's going to happen when I get there. And that's where I'm striving to be. However, I think I'm not so different from a lot of people where I don't focus too much on hell. Why? It's, I think it's kind of simple. It's a scary place, you know, and I don't like to be punished. I like to live in the land of joy, peace, and happiness. I mean, that's why this... It's called, it only takes a spark to get a fire going. You don't focus on the 
on a lot of the negative. But the reality is that same God who created the heavens, who's in our hearts, who's always uh, seeking for us to come back into his arms when we feel alone and we feel like there's nobody there. That same God that even when we fall, fall from our path, uh, the path that leads closer to him, we fall off the path. He's always there willing to accept us. And I think sometimes we take that for granted. We take that for granted. We think that, oh, well, he's always going to be there and it's just going to be all loosey-goosey. I could just do whatever I want and just repent and that'd be all right. And while that is true, you know, God also knows, I think, what's behind our intentions. If we're trying to play a game with him, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't outplay a player. You know, he created the game. So he knows everything that's deep within our hearts, even before we express it. And I think a lot of us get so caught up. The danger in choosing a um, destructive path or wrong actions that we get so caught up in it that we forget to even repent. We forget to fall, fall down in our knees and say, Lord, I'm truly sorry. We don't even take the deep dive into our consciousness to say, oh my gosh, this actually this is wrong. This is wrong. And I need to stop and actually take the specific steps to stop it because we think that, you know, it's just always going to be forgiven. Um, and we forget. And what if, what if in one that period, let's say we live in this sinful life for three months, what if the end of the world happens? You know, well, I was, you know, what happens to us then? We didn't have a chance to repent. We didn't have a chance to truly be sorry. You know, our time would have been up. And I think at some point, you know, this is when we have to come to terms with the reality is that while there is a God of love and a God of peace and a God of mercy, God is also as evidence in the Old Testament and even parts in the New. He, As they say in layman's term, he don't play. He don't play. He, re, you know what I mean? Seriously, he, when you... When you when you when you're good with him, he's good. But when you cross him, he is vengeful. And that's why sometimes I don't, I really those people who sit around and they get, they're spiteful and that because somebody's hurt them and they want to get back. I'm like, hold on here. Just read the Old Testament. See what he's done when 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 people haven't done what he's supposed to do. And he's saying that vengeance is mine. I will take care of that. You don't have to worry about that. But we do have to worry. We can't live in bliss. We can't live in a in a space of just um, blocking out the, the harsh truth of what's going to happen, you know, if we choose a path of destruction, if we choose um, to focus on the things that do not lead us to Christ. And I think each day we need to look and ask ourselves, what parts of my personality are, is leading me to Christ and which part what part of my personality is pulling me away from Christ what actions did I do today that were leading me closer to Christ okay some actions might be neutral right and what actions what did I say maybe some comments what actions did I do today that are that were pulling me away from Christ and the goal is not just to Put it on a little sheet and say, or to think about it. But the goal is tomorrow, those actions that are pulling you away from Christ should not be the same actions. You should work on 
eliminating some, something on that list. I think that's our insurance plan, that we don't have to worry about the wrath of God, you know? Sometimes it seems complicated, but it's just like what we teach kids in, um, you know, in second grade or first grade, needs and wants. What are some needs and wants? And haven't you done that? I've gone into stores and I have a basket filled with all kinds of things. Oh, I, I need this. I need this. I need this. And now I have a routine. I, get, I, I just put everything in there that I think I need. And then after I get all the things I think I need, then I ask myself, before I go and check this out, is this a need or a want? And if I ask myself and I answered myself, and sometimes half of the things in the, in, the, in the basket or even more are just wants. And I have to go put them back, you know? But what, you know, so some of them feel like, some of, sometimes we feel like we need a car and we need a Rolls Royce or we need a Mercedes Benz. Well, no, you don't. That's, you want that, all right? So with this daily exercise, literally put a little sheet and say actions that are leading me to the Savior and ones that are pulling me away. And the goal is to have fewer things on the actions that are pulling me away or nothing in there in that category. So we have it. It's like instead of just having our financial improvement plan, that will be our spiritual improvement plan. You know, and we want to do more things. We want to add more things on the list on the side that says what actions are leading me to Christ. Some of us are filled with, with actions that are leading me to Christ, but you still have a lot of things on the actions that are pulling me away from Christ. You know? In this situation, it should not be balanced. All right? So, Father, at this time, we thank you for allowing us to come together to talk, to share, to remember that you are a loving God. You're there for us when we need you, with, with arms stretched and saying, I'm right here. I got you. I got you. I'm right here for you, okay? You mess up a hundred times, I'm going to be right here. However, if we continue a path of destruction and we don't humble ourselves and take that deep dive and and come to the foot of the cross and ask for forgiveness, you know, that's 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 a calculated risk that we take. And I, you know, I'm not a gambler, but uh, for those, I, I just don't like to take calculated risks. It's just not in my nature. So I want to. So it's something that we treasure, treasure to be in a position where we can think and we can make conscious decisions. And Father, we thank you for uh, all the gifts that you've given us. And we know that many of us are out there are struggling financially, emotionally, and all the other illies with our families. Some may be going through uh, struggles in their relationships with kids and extended families. Um, and just kind of coping with life. Remind them that you're here. You're here. Not far away in the trees, not in the sky, but you're the God that can be everything to all people, you know? And you're always there, 24 hours a day. No reservations requested. So even though sometimes when we're going to the grocery line and we see that, oh my gosh, there's no cashier here. Lord, we know that you're always there. You will always be there and nobody's in front of us. We have untethered access or uh, complete access to you. And I love that. So what are you going to do today? What are you going to do tomorrow to help improve that list of things that are are bringing you closer to Christ? I know there are a few things I want to add to my list. And 
to be very honest, there are a few things I want to take off of those actions that are leading, pulling me away from Christ, to be very honest. So anyway, Lord, help me to be more like you in everything that we say and everything that we do. Brothers and sisters, it's Friday. I hope you have a restful evening and a wonderful weekend. And please share the spark. God bless.